Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In a world filled with movies, comedies, dramas, thrillers, and action-packed adventures, only one podcast dives deep into the magnificent titles found on HBO Max, and only one man can host such a show. Me! Hello, everyone, and welcome to HBO Max Movie Club. It's me, Matt Rogers, yet again, which I hope you're excited about. And let me be the first to say, holy shit. These are two words that, when combined, sort of express how I feel after having watched The Suicide Squad. Yes, you heard me right. The Suicide Squad. Not to be confused with 2016's Suicide Squad. Simply Suicide Squad. No, this is the Suicide Squad, and this is one of the most mm, insane movies I've ever seen in my life. It's weird to actually have your jaw drop like you're a damn cartoon, but that was the case. That's kind of the thing that happens when you see a shark man voiced by Sylvester Stallone rip a human being in half. And that's sort of the tone, to say the very least, of this film. Here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to actively get on this episode of this podcast that I host, HBO Max Movie Club, and shade the hell out of the old Suicide Squad, all right? We're not going to do that, because there were actually very many good things about it. Let's talk. It gave us Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, who really is sort of a spiritual successor, I feel, to like Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow, and that it's an iconic, big, fun role that we don't really mind seeing again and again, hopefully until we all perish. And you always know it's going to be fun. And she's, by the way, incredible here in this movie, The Suicide Squad, which I'll get to. But the first Suicide Squad gave us Margot as Harley. And we thank that movie. And you know what else it gave us? We also got to watch Viola Davis eat a steak, which is really, for me, I could watch an entire film, which is just actresses eating red meat with authority, which means I could watch a whole seven-episode Harry Potter-type film series, which is just Viola Davis eating steaks, okay? Take my money, as many have said before and many will say again. I want to watch Viola chew. I want to watch Viola take on a heavy dinner and win. That's just me. But I digress. You know, to be honest with you, here's the deal. The critics, and I hate to be the one to remind everyone of the critics, but they're out there and they're clacking away critically on their MacBooks as critics are wont to do. They were not super kind to the first Suicide Squad back in 2016. Now, it did win an Oscar for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, which probably had to do with that iconic... Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn look, or look, spelled L-E-W-K, as a queer person or fan of RuPaul's Drag Race might say, as like a Dua Lipa stan might say, a look. 
But makeup and hairstyling, unfortunately, do not a perfect Suicide Squad make. And I think a lot of the notes people had were that the movie just took itself maybe a little seriously and maybe didn't lean in enough to the things that people wanted from a Suicide Squad movie. All that being said, it was a massive hit, and even though it had an insane budget of $175 million, it still made tons of money worldwide, despite the haters, a.k.a. critics, a.k.a. people you know who kind of had a point. Well, what a damn difference the word the in front of a title makes. Because now, the tune has changed. The critics are simply falling over themselves. This is in the high 90s at time of recording on Rotten Tomatoes, which is... <laughs> No small feat, and for good reason, because this is truly the definitive, the, like Megan the Stallion, the Suicide Squad. It absolutely leans into the fun, the chaos, the gore, the gore, the gore. The buffoonery, the vulgarity, the shock and awe, the comedy, the Margot Robbie insanity, the Sylvester Stallone as a killer sharkness of it all. Peek behind the curtain, I did have to stop this film many times to have a break, sort of a mental health break. So you're going to go ahead and bet your ass that I stopped it after the first truly insane scene where, and this is the part where I say spoiler alert, everyone. I'm saying spoiler alert right now so I can be protected legally here. I refuse to deal with your lawsuits. You got to go stream the movie on HBO Max or go watch it in theaters and then come back. I'll be right here where you left me. So that I can say, and again, one more time, spoiler alert, but no one is safe. Okay, many die. Many of your faves are falling like dominoes. And there are going to be spoilers on this episode going forward because this movie has been available on HBO Max and in theaters for a week now. So don't come crying to me because I said it. I said spoiler alert. But you bet I had to stop it after that first big fight. And I went to go watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to calm myself down with some wealthy women fighting verbally. Uh, before I could continue. But continue I did, and finish I did. By the way, are you guys believing Erica Jane or no? We'll talk after. We'll talk after, after this podcast. Go listen to my other show, Las Culturistas, if you want to talk to me about Erica Jane and Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna. I don't think HBO Max would appreciate it if I talked about it any longer. But I am who I am, and you know what? They asked for me. They asked for me to host this, so you get what you get. But I digress. Basic premise time. Here we go. In the Suicide Squad, imprisoned convicts of Bell Rev Penitentiary are sent as members of Task Force X to the South American island of Corto Maltese to destroy Juttenheim, a Nazi-era prison and laboratory which held political prisoners and conducted experiments. During the mission, get this, they come into conflict with Starro, a gigantic telepathic alien starfish. Once again, that is a giant telepathic alien starfish. Two words, James Gunn. Baby, he did it again. What the man did for the MCU with Guardians, totally turning that series on their head, bringing color, fun, chaos, humor, bizarre insanity. He's bringing that to the DCU with the Suicide Squad. I mean, the man is something else. The man can create a film, a visionary. Important to note that this is not a reboot, per se, or a remake of Suicide Squad from 2016, but it does sort of feel that way. We're playing in the same world with the same characters, or most of the same characters, but it feels like the energy is finally right. Kind of feels like when you go on a second date with someone, and you decide this time you're going to act more like yourself. You know what I mean? 
like you've gotten to know the person a little bit and now you're going to let your guard down and tell them what your actual job is. You know, like this, the Suicide Squad is being more itself. Like when you go on your second date and like you told them on the first date you're an actor and a writer, but like you're a babysitter. And now you can just say that because you know each other a little better. You feel safer to be yourself. And now you can have sex with them with a clear conscience, you know, after the second date, which is not too early. I had two dates with Suicide Squad and now it's clear to me that I'm sleeping with this franchise. I'm going to let this franchise rail me. And it does. When you watch this movie, you get railed by it. It is not for the faint of heart. You remember how in Game of Thrones, it felt like any old scene you were watching could mean the death of your favorite character? Yeah, it's like that with this for two hours. And some of the deaths you're laughing at, some of them you almost cry because you care about these bad motherfuckers, the Suicide Squad. So the fact that this movie has what I would call little regard for human life, that might cause people to feel some feelings. Like, for example, I hope you're okay with watching my guest today, the amazing and hilarious and super talented Flula Borg, who plays Javelin. Spoiler alert, get absolutely fucked the hell up extremely early in this film. Now, I told you about spoilers earlier, so don't get fresh with me. You should have seen it in theaters. I've been streaming it by now on HBO Max. So that's on you. But no, he dies. And we're going to talk to him about it. And many other things. Before we get to that interview, I do have a couple points I'd like to make. One, John Cena, how dare you be this good? It's obscene. Looking this way, being able to act this way, the sky is the limit for this young talent. He plays Peacemaker. He's unreal. He's very well matched with Idris Elba, who's also so, 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 so good. I especially love a sequence where they, like, try to out-murder each other. It can barely be explained. Also, I'm not exaggerating, but... Discussion point. Is Margot Robbie giving one of the best superhero movie performances of all time here? Because we can agree that she's good in every appearance she has as Harley Quinn, and it feels like such a vivid performance from Birds of Prey to Suicide Squad to this, The Suicide Squad, which, by the way, can all be streamed on HBO Max right now. But in this, she feels like she's the most no-holds-barred, insane, and unpredictable than she has ever been allowed to be. And I love Margot Robbie. I have a history of loving Margot Robbie. I have since Wolf of Wall Street. And I actually have a political history of loving Margot Robbie because it is on record that I voted for her for the SAG Award for Best Actress for her performance as Tanya Harding in the film I, Tanya, which I loved. So you're talking to a Margot Robbie stan. And she kills it here. And Flula in a little while is going to tell us a little bit about working with her. So she kills the film and also many, many, many people in a fun way. So the Megan Thee Stallion, the Suicide Squad is like watching a colorful, gleeful war. It's genuinely surprising. The cast is outstanding, having fun. And I think it stands alongside Wonder Woman as my favorite DCU movie for sure. And it really brings new texture and tone to the DCU. And there's nary a Joker in sight, which is fine. Seriously, we've had a lot of Jokers. We can agree. If you want the definitive Joker, I've got a movie for you, Joker. It stars Joaquin Phoenix. He won an Oscar for it, and it's streaming on HBO Max just like the Suicide Squad is right now, baby. And with this colorful, gleeful, freakish movie, we needed a colorful, gleeful, freakishly talented guest, and we are very, very excited to welcome the comedian, actor, musician, YouTube personality, and yes, DJ, disc jockey motherfucker, Sorry for my profanity today. I just watched the film The Suicide Squad, where there's a lot of profanity, so that explains my filthy, dirty little mouth. 
But this guy is amazing. I'm exhausted reading his talents. He plays Javelin in the film, and he does not fucking survive it, but he doesn't survive this film with style. His name is Flulaborg. You know him from Pitch Perfect 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Trolls World Tour, and now the Suicide Squad. And we are lucky, lucky fuckers to have him here on the show. So let's talk to Javelin himself, Flulaborg. What does TGK stand for? What? Your name is TGK, correct? Yeah. And it stands for what? Stands for me. That's what a name is. Your name is Letters? All names are letters, dickhead. I love your accent. American women all love accents. We do. Because we don't got none. You know, I'm just going to use language that the movie uses. We are some lucky fuckers today. Okay, everyone listening to the HBO Max Movie Club. Flula, how the hell are you? Oh, my God. I'm so, to use words from the film, I'm fucking great. Oh, my. Doesn't it feel like so freeing to know that we are on HBO Max? We can use whatever language we want. Don't get me wrong. I like a good doo-doo and pee-pee, but sometimes an F-bomb is what's needed. Sometimes you just need to throw the doo-doo and pee-pee out the window and just say a good old-fashioned fuck. That's exactly correct. And that's one of the messages of this film. So speaking of this film, tell us, please, Flula, about your character, Javelin. What did he do to sort of get in the situation that he's in? What is what is he in for that makes him part of the Suicide Squad? Javelin is just a series of misdemeanors and murders. I see. Um, he's done a lot of large and small crimes. He doesn't really um, discriminate when it comes to breaking the laws. Yeah. He's a former Olympic athlete. Um you know, the, what's wonderful about this character is I had a lot of freedom to kind of build the back story as much as I want. You know, mm. I just, I imagined he knows every word to all of the Cindy Lauper songs. You know, that's he's watched, huge. It's huge. It's huge, Matt. And and he's he's watched all of the Harry Potters and all of the Rings of Lords. So and he's, he's just a pop culture buff. Javelin. He in knows your all of the. Yes, man. Yes, he goes deep. He, he listen. He listened to Soundgarden, Super Unknown, ten wow. times in a row. Black Hole Sun. Yeah, man. He's into everything. Also, he's incredibly sexy. Let's just be honest. So, how much of yourself are you bringing to your backstory here? Are you maybe someone that knows the uh, discography of Cindy Lauper and considers himself to be quite sexy as well? And so that's sort of part of Javelin. I am now, thanks to Javelin. I mean, yeah. I just started learning about, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a, who is, where does the squirrel end and the nut begin? Nobody knows. No one knows. The squirrel no. and the nut, the original chicken and the egg conversation. Thank you for throwing That's, us back to the origins. Yep. Um, so Thank I want to know, yes. so the Javelin, we, he of course has quite a way with a Javelin. Yes. So this being Olympic season, how competitive do you think you would be if we threw you in there right now? Did you pick up a javelin to sort of get to know the the instrument of choice that he uses? Yes, I acquainted myself with javelins with other 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 sticks of different sizes, right. uh, toothpicks, uh, twigs, just anything you can twist and toss. Right. I I needed to and but I will tell you Matt, the most important thing is this is a film. So Mm-hmm. I do not need to throw this thing 400 meters like Johannes Vetter, one of our very wonderful javelin throwers in Germany. I need to look like I can yeah. do this. Yeah, and you did an amazing job you know? of acting thank as you. if. Oh, Here, thank you. Here's the thing, though. Um, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't good enough to keep him alive, okay? Because the, the, we can say that, too, because the spoiler alert has been said at the top of this episode. This movie's been streaming and been in theaters, so people that are listening to this have seen it. How did you feel when you knew you'd be meeting a quick end. 
I'm in good company, Matt, mm -hmm. because it's called number one. It's called the Suicide Squad. It's not called the Sprained Ankle Team. No, or okay? or like the We Live Group. No, no one survives. Nobody survives. <laughs> so like the fact that I have died, that is pretty normal. This yeah. is not a film where everyone you know continues to say lines for for the several minutes this film lasts. So, right. I'm I'm great with it. I'm very excited. Look, I'm just excited to be included. Of course. I want my my Suicide Squad team jersey, and that's all I'm excited. After yeah. this, just count me into anything. And did they get you the jersey? I'm still waiting. Okay, yes. well, that's just... We'll have to talk to people. So how good are you at keeping secrets? Because this, I mean, what, what we sort of go through as an audience watching the beginning of this film, when we're seeing our, our faves just collapse and, you know, perish around us... That's that's pretty major. What how they set the tone of this movie? How good are you at keeping the secrets of the beginning of the film? I'm a wonderful man at not paying attention to really anything. Um, <laughs> I like being always confused. Yeah, I never, I didn't read the script, um, and I, I really it? never do. Oh, like the first one, I didn't watch the first uh, the, the, uh, the Suicide Squad from some years ago. I was in Pitch Perfect too. I'll be honest, I didn't see the first film. Yeah, I was in Baton Rouge before the film. I was like, maybe I should watch this first one. But why? They've hired you for a reason. Right. I, and so I'm doing it to do my job. I don't need to do all of these. I've already watched Harry Potter and memorized Cindy Lauper. Okay, Matt? I don't need to memorize the outcome of this film. No one's saying that you haven't done the work, okay? And you should... Thank you. Please, feel, go with your head held high. And by the way, just to oh. sort of catch you up on Pitch Perfect 1, if you haven't seen it, guess what? They they do well. They win the acapella, okay? And that's how they oh, get a sequel. I'm shocked. Yeah. Wow. And, Who and knew? Kendrick is winning in the film. Well, yes, please. Okay, big surprise. Yeah. They're all wonderful. Okay. Rebel Wilson scores in a comedic tour de force. It's like, you know, we get oh, it. We get it. That's what Pitch Perfect 2 implies. It's true. I mean, we, we, you even see yeah. your role in the script. You know, these girls have been somewhere. So here's the thing. Um, yes. The movie, I would describe The Suicide Squad as whew, graphic. And I actually had to pause the film many times and sort of t do a lap because I, after watching the first one and after watching Birds of Prey, I knew we'd have some action adventure, but I didn't know we'd be getting all of this. This is a reboot in terms of tone in a way that I think is going to really excite people. How are you with watching things that are this graphic? And did you watch it and, and go like, oh my God. I love a thing where they don't pull away. They just show you what's happening. And James is like, why do I have to cut away from the insanity? Let's show the insanity. Also, yeah, this is exactly what he wa James Gunn wanted to make this specific film. And if a man like James Gunn is like, I would like to make a film, then I'm like, make it exactly as you want. Yeah. If you go to a tasty restaurant, you don't say, hold the mayo. Yeah. You tell the chef, make your meal and I will consume and love it. Now, here's the thing, though. So many people don't like mayo. So would you tell them to sort of just get over it in a nice restaurant? Uh, I will tell you, if the right person is making the film, you'll want a gallon of their mayo. You're 100% right. I do want James Gunn's mayo. And I don't want that to sound sexual, but if that sounds sexual to the people listening, like, that I want James Gunn's mayo after watching this film, that, that's not up to me. That is on them, Matt. That's on them for it's thinking them. whatever it is they're thinking about mayo and potentially what it reminds them of. Uh, not your fault, not your problem. A hundred percent. And thank you for helping me sort of take that off my plate. Absolutely. So when you die in a movie, I want to know, like, because I sometimes when I watch death scenes that are like emotional or important to plot and they have that sort of that, that sort of like dramatic death moment, how many takes do you do of that? And how do mm. you feel about your performance of death 
in the film. When the person standing or lying in this case opposite you is Margot Robbie playing Harley Quinn, give me 500 takes. Yeah. Um, you know, you can allow yourself to actually fall in love with this person. It's called acting. So yes. I'll just, I'll die a thousand times. I'm sure there's some song that starts like that from Kenny Chesney, but mm -hmm. I'll do that as long as the cameras are rolling. Just let me do this. So yeah, dude, I'll do it as many times as James wants, as many times as Holly wants to slap me in the face. Yes. At the end, just keep it coming, guys. Keep what coming. what else should I be doing on this night? Going to Waffle House, which I did afterwards? No, keep me in the scene. Sometimes it's like, you know, you die on camera. It's been an emotional day. You got to go to Waffle House and have all their mayo. You know what I mean? Or their oh, syrup, God, as it were. Man. Bring it back, Matt. Bring yes, it back. Of course. So the javelin itself, you not not you javelin the character, but the javelin itself yeah. does have yeah. a lasting sort of appearance in the film. So what do you think Javelin was trying to tell Harley Quinn before his untimely and violent death? And are you proud mm. of how she carried on the Javelin legacy? How do you feel about the events of the film? Read the Javelin. Just so people aren't confused. So we're speaking about the actual Javelin, not the Javelin in quotes, which yes. is a metaphor for Javelin's Javelin which right. is also robust and healthy. So you think he you think he calls his his um let's just say for for lack of word penis, you think he refers to it as a javelin as well? Do I think this? What I know this. I'm the only person who can confirm this for you. You've done the research, yes. you've listened to the Cindy Lauper songs, you you you've seen the Harry Potter films, yeah. you know about the quote-unquote javelin. I've been javelin. I looked in the mirror. That man calls his javelin a javelin and his right. penis a javelin. Right. And his to, to answer your question, uh, yes, Holly did a wonderful job with, uh, with um, javelin's javelin without quotes. And uh, I, what was I thinking? Oh, what javelin was thinking was like a series of mm -hmm. different things. I just imagine as you're expiring in life, I think sometimes yeah. you're not thinking very deep things. Sometimes you're forgetting that library book you didn't return. Right. You know, it just, it just comes a fleeting moment. That one time you tooted during a date. Mm -hmm. You know, this will the come back to you. And then all coming in. The regrets, all of those, you know. And enter another Kenny Chesney song, you know. The and regrets so, start uh, coming in. Something ooh, like that. Hmm, they told me I'm yes, not allowed ooh. to sing real songs on this podcast anymore, so I have to make up my songs. And the regrets are coming ones. in. There's one. Yeah. I'm willing to pitch it to him. Pitch it. It's called Whoopsie Daisy is the name of that song. Whoopsie Daisy. Anyway, who knows? I, I I said some real things to her and some fake things. I was dying, Matt. You were dying. It's not it's not a moment of clarity. It's a moment of a little bit of panic and sort of resolution with yourself. Yes. The only clear thing was like, I am in love with this person. Uh, please hold all of my javelins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. So you're in this sort of all-star cast and we have Margot Robbie and obviously she's incredible. But was there someone that you were most, you personally were most starstruck by. Starstruck meaning struck by the star in front of you. Just struck. Yes. If this is like the Showtime Lakers, uh, I would be the Kurt Rambis of this team. And <laughs> so I will tell you, it was very wonderful to see Kareem and James, big game James yeah. and, and Magic and everyone do their things. You know, uh, Byron Scott, everyone was there doing something. Were, so I'm just happy around. to have those goggles. Yeah, yeah. And I just committed some fouls, which is fine. <laughs> I would say the most struck, I mean, look, I, it's it's the obvious to me. It's Margot Robbie. I mean, there's yeah. uh, energy to this person. There's an electric. You could probably, if she like held the cables to my razor, I could probably shave for like five hours just powered on her charisma. Yeah, she's truly a superstar, isn't she? 
Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, but not to say all of these people are not look. Every legend is there. Like the a legendary character actor Sean Gunn is just casually yeah. playing an insane weasel. Right. Michael Rooker, who's been around for eight thousand years, he like wrote the Eleventh Commandment, which I forgot what it was. <laughs> he is. The, I mean, these are just Nathan Fillion. You know, David Asmalchin is an up and coming legend. Daniela Melchior is going to be a superstar. I mean, and then of course, yes, the big ones: Viola and Idris and and John Cena. Viola. What? I mean, come on. I, that, oh. is, that is that is that is a presence right there. I said the first my, my favorite part of the first Suicide oh. Squad was watching Viola Davis eat a steak. I was like, just man. let me have this. Yeah, man. Give me eight minutes of that, and then it just says like Outback at the end. <laughs> True. Yeah, okay, cool. And guess what? I'm going, and there's a blooming onion in front of me already, post haste. Oh, you know this. All the hastes, <laughs> pre post and posty. Okay, quickly, before we move on yes. to a couple games I have, I would like to know favorite chain restaurant out of your Outbacks, your, your Chili's, your Fridays. Where are we going to sort of crush some apps and maybe some light beers? Thank you. I will tell you, I am very much geography-based. I don't right. enjoy as much the everywhere in the world of America chains. I like the local ones. So, yeah, right. of course, it's it's in and out. And guess what? I'm sorry. Their fries are delicious. Say what you like. They're made they with, really are. They're made with real potatoes. I watch the potato enter a little machine and the fries come out into my mouth. Thank okay? you Number for, one. for giving them visibility on that real potato um, quality. Uh, come on. Yes, in and out. Number two, Bojangles. What is it? I don't know, but they have a slogan called Got a lot of flavor, y'all. And if that's your slogan, I'm visiting your restaurant, North Carolina Country Ham Biscuit. Shout out. Do they deliver on the flavors? Uh, what? Oh, yes. The, <laughs> yes. What did? Yes. The flavors are well, there. I don't they know. go inside Sometimes you. people are like, they give, they give a slogan that I'm like, I don't know. You know? Oh, no. Bojangles. No, Bojangles uh, hits it very hard. They hits it and quits it. And then I will tell you, yes, because of my uh, emotional memories, Waffle House, always yeah. open. It's in Atlanta where we shot this. And we had very many night scenes. And at the end, I would go and get my pecan waffle. And sorry, not pecan. It's pecan. Pecan. Uh, pecan. Pecan waffle, some very delicious eggs, and some grits, and count me in to more deliciousness. You know what? You got to give it up for Waffle House for being open uh, all the time. Oof, oof, okay? Yes. All right, so I have a I have a segment that I do every week on this podcast, which is called But How Is It a Queer Narrative? I take the film that we're talking about and I say, this actually, it's, it's a good film, but how is it a queer narrative? Now, you're a DJ, so I'm excited you're going to be here. Matt, can I get a techno beat? Here we go. Oh, snap. Chaos. A beat face. Mm -hmm. Getting absolutely... Torn apart. Okay. A polka dot man. Finally realizing yeah. true potential. Mm -hmm. Not shot put, but javelin. Javelin. Okay, and that is how this film is a queer narrative. Thank you so much. Got it. I'm fully on board. Do you have any uh, anything to add? How is the Suicide Squad a queer narrative for you? Uh, in my mind, I don't know if it's queer, but javelin is into yeah. just living things. Are you a man and hot? Great. Yeah. Are you a woman and hot? Great. Are you a weasel? Count Javelin in. So I would you say- You get that vibe. Right? He's just in, he's, look, he's just oozing testosterone and it's not limited. He's just wide open for business. Yeah. Yeah. You know who he reminds me of? One time I met the actor Jeff Goldblum mm. and you got the sense that if Jeff Goldblum had chemistry with like a curtain rod, it might happen between them. That's exactly what it is. Flowing out of him. Mm, yeah. Now, bring that bring those drapes truly truly um so just before we move on i i 
we have a game that I'd like to play with okay. you, Flula. Okay. And this is how well do you know the DCU? Oh God. So I'm going to play. <laughs> I see. I see. Sort of the light leave your eyes. Oh, You're like, no. oh, here we go. Yes. Oh no. Oh no. Revealing okay. yourself. So five clips from five major. DCU characters are going to be Great. played into your ears, okay. and you have to identify the hero. Oh, I'm going to And it's this. bonus points if you get the film right, too. Ooh. So we, we want to know who's the character yep. and what, what film are we taking the clip from. And yes. please understand, they get increasingly harder. Oh, okay? don't worry. I'm going to get them all something. Uh, we're going to get them all something. All right, so everyone, let's play the first clip. Okay. The Daily Planet criticizing those who think they're above the law is a little hypocritical, wouldn't you say? Considering every time your hero saves a cat out of a tree, you read a puff piece editorial about an alien who, if he wanted to, could burn the whole place down. There wouldn't be a damn thing we could do to stop it. It feels like he's got it. Yeah, there's an Adam Sandler sequel to Waterboy called Aquaman. And then there's a man from Aquaman who plays Aquaman, like Robert Waters. Or uh, what's his name? Drogo, Carl, Carl Drogoski. And so that was him mm-hmm. just then talking about that. Okay. So while I love the walk you took us on, Thank that you. was simply Batman from Batman versus Superman. The man you heard speaking was none other than half of Benefer. 2021, Jennifer which is getting Lopez. a reboot, just like, just oh, so close again. Okay, it was Ben Affleck as Batman. Okay, I like that you said simply Batman, which sounds like a new cologne. Simply Batman, mm. honestly, like yeah, right. I, and maybe we'll we'll get like Ben Affleck to pose for it, right? And the, the, the slogan He's is fashion again. Yes, he is. And I have the slogan: it's Guano, mm, Guayes. Oh, Guayes. Right. Huge. Thank you. Huge. And already we're sort of you know. We're, we're sinking we're, this we're ship. Expanding our empires here. Okay, I like this. I mean, now we're fragrance people. I always say you're either hawking for vitamin water or you're hawking for a, a designer fragrance. Mm. And we are fragrance we're people. We're fragrance. We're fragrance. Take a left on fragrance. Sorry about town. it. Mm-hmm. No, sorry. sorry about it. All right, let's play the second clip, shall we? Please. This might be easy. Okay. What is a secretary? Ooh, well, I do everything. I go where he tells me to go and I do what he tells me to do. Yeah, well, where I'm from, that's called slavery. I really like her. Oh, well, some comedy there. Some comedy, yeah. So that would be um, if you've seen the 1989 classic film uh, Simply Batman with Jack Nicholson. This is, that was Kim Basinger, Kim Basinger at the museum. And she's like, hey, everyone, I have a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you 100 points in this game for mentioning the name Kim Basinger. Thank you. But I'm going to have to take them all away because that, unfortunately, was, of course, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman from the very first Wonder Woman film, Wonder Woman 2017, unfortunately. That's not a remake? They didn't pull that clip from Batman? It wasn't. It wasn't a Kim Basinger vehicle. No, it wasn't. But I think that... In 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 saying her name, you do get points from me, and her ears are burning. Thank her you. Her ears are burning. Oh, put some sunscreen on. Put some sunscreen on those ears, baby Kim. Yeah. All right, let's play the third clip. Yes. The fight comes, we'll need you. Don't count on a Batman. Why not? It's not like you coming here digging into my business, getting into my life. People from Atlanta tell me to do this, now you say do that. I want to be left alone. And and now that sort of gruff, 
seafaring voice. Who is that? Yeah, so if you guys have seen uh, Batman and Robin, uh, this is one of the very uh. fun one-liners of uh, Mr. Freeze. Oh, no. So this was Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger no. um, talking to oh. Neil O'Donnell and uh, George Clooney's crotches, which were very bulbous, if you remember. Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell is a Pittsburgh quarterback. Chris O'Donnell. Chris. Chris, yeah, of course. Of course, famously, I know that Neil O'Donnell is a quarterback. Yes. I knew that. You knew this, from, Matt. From birth. I knew this. Yes. But yes, famously, Chris O'Donnell and uh, George Clooney did have protruding oh, sort of massive. penile suits. Javelins. Massive and, javelins. Uh, but this was not them. Oh. That actually was Aquaman mm. from 2017's Justice League. I'm not certain, Matt. That sounded like a German uh, action star. Well, I, look, my uh, I don't know. Agree to disagree. Can we just agree to not agree? We can agree to disagree as we move okay. on to the fourth clip. Now, this one's this one's a little bit of a, out of left field. Let's let's oh. do this. Okie dokies. Listen, I have serious responsibilities now, okay? But that's cool because I can carry that burden with my hand. So this is a real fun one. This is good, yeah. So that would be, um, if you have seen uh, this uh, cowboy with uh, big beards, this is Yosemite Sam uh, in the okay. first, um, I, what's the song? It's the movie about basketball, Jam Space, Space Marmalade. Space, Galactic. Space Jam. Yeah. Right. yeah. right, no, no, no. This is from Shazam, the what? 2019 Bless superhero you. movie where a kid is given the ability to turn into a full-on adult male with powers all by saying, Shazam. So that was sort of him testing out his powers in the so, clip. No, no, no. Are you speaking about this Shaquille O'Neal um, genie movie? So did you know that that movie doesn't exist? No. I mean, it exists in Germany. It's in our top five. It's Citizens, <sighs> Citizen Kane, Shawshank Redemption, um, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Run Lola Run, and then um, Shaquille O'Neal's Shazam. Okay. Okay. Great. Well, I'm going to get on the phone with Germany and um, talk about call the, Angela. How, how they're sort of observing. I'm going to call Angela, who yes. actually is in my phone as Angie. Angie, give her a ring ring. Angie. Time for cocktails and culture discussion. Hello. All right. We have a fifth clip and this is the final clip. And um, you've not done well so far, right. but also nothing matters. And as Suicide Squad has shown us, we're all dying someday. Absolutely. So um, let's listen to the last clip. Okay, Matt. What the hell is up with this bow and arrow shit? It's not a fucking bow and arrow, it's a crossbow. I'm not 12. <laughs> I love this chick. She's got rage issues. I don't have rage issues! Uh, that's actually a very... That, that's actually... Okay. It's personal. I don't didn't want to say this, but that's a scene from yeah. a fight I had with my mother in uh, 2013. And mm -hmm. the voice you heard, that was actually me. Um, oh, and so I was impersonated. It's like I was making fun of my mother. And then she, I mean, if you had continued the clip, you would have heard her. Right. Where she slaps me in the Well, I don't want to sort of discount your experience or Please dismiss don't. that that happened to you. And I'm so happy for you for sharing. Thank and you. Um, after this, we can sort of do a short therapy session. But okay. that was Huntress from Birds of Prey, um, mm. 2020's Birds of Prey, the movie where Harley Quinn starts off on a breakup warpath and ends up saving a kid from an evil crime boss. Well, I don't know if that that's true, um, and I would like to just speak to the WGA about um, lifting well, things from we know from that my it's life. true because we have many researchers that work on oh. this and producers that uh, verify the information. Matt, so. all I wanted was you to say, we know that it's true because, girl, you know it's true. Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> 
Okay, <laughs> come on. Yeah, you know. Don't ever tell me again that you don't have talents because beatboxing is a talent. There was an American Idol contestant that almost won beatboxing. His name was Blake Lewis. Oh, Blake, that was not me beatboxing. That was just sounds that happened out of an oral orifice. I will not be gaslit. I watched it happen. Okay. Let me tell you something. This yes. has been a true joy. Leave the listeners here with some final encouragement if they haven't gone out and seen The Suicide Squad, despite us talking all about your character's Ugh. fate in the movie. Get them into the seat right now. What, what do they need to know? What do they need to do? Audience members, listeners, drop everything. Go and watch this film. What are you doing with your life? Stop trying to like uh, contribute to your 401k or, or researching what blockchain technology is. Stop all of this. Stop tweeting. Watch this film. Drag you, them. Drag, yes, drag, Dragnet? Chevy, Dan Aykroyd? I was saying drag them. Oh. I was encouraging you to, to, to go yes. for them. Yes, guys, everyone, listen, if you watch this film, tweet me and I will give you a piggyback ride uh, for at least 30 meters, each of you. I think it so, sounds fun. Little carrot. I, I, I mean, that's, that's an opportunity I wouldn't want to pass up. Don't do it. Flew the Borg, thank you so much. You're very, very, very incredible in the film. The film is amazing. Oh. And I just want to thank you so much for stopping by here on HBO Max Movie Club. Thank you very much, Matt. Everyone watch it. And thank you for including me as always. Oh, please. You're always included. Oh, stop it. HBO Max Movie Club is a production of HBO Max and iHeartRadio, hosted by me, Matt Rogers. It's executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced by Camila Salazar, researched by Steve Griffin, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed HBO Max Movie Club, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, HBO Max, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for checking out the HBO Max Movie Club. You can watch The Suicide Squad in theaters and on HBO Max, streaming only on the ad-free plan in the U.S. for a limited time. You can also watch most of the movies we talked about today on HBO Max as well. Check the show notes for a full list. 